This podcast is a presentation of UCTV.TV, University of California Television. Like what you learn? Help others discover UCTV podcasts by leaving a comment or rating in iTunes. Welcome, Emmanuel Dell. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm looking for some people that's looking for peace. Man, together we can make the war see. Set my time to the moon. We can bridge to the bottom of the sea. That's why it's really kind of powerful, sweet. Now we cannot end wars or bring peace. We cannot change the way people act. We cannot change the way people think. So if we sit back, chill out, and relax, civilization will soon be extinct. That's why I am. Yeah. I'm calling on. I'm calling on the whole wide world. On the whole wide world. Come on, people. Will you help me? Help me scream and shout. Let's scream and shout because we want peace. And we want peace. To say the least, I dedicate this song to the common people. Caught in the middle of this common evil. I wish the world was a little bit better. Time we start looking at the man in the mirror. He's their policeman. Fear me with genocide with little so he can. Kill a war, genocide, I was weekend. Silent of the lame, cause nobody was speaking. That's why I yet. I'm calling on. Calling on the whole wide world. On the whole wide world. Come on, people. Will you help me? Let's scream and shout because we want peace. And we want peace. To say the least, somebody say Dr. Rwanda. And after Rwanda, not far from Rwanda. We're gonna shout for the poor people living in Darfur. The world gone deaf, the world gone blind, the world business sitting down on the behind. Nobody cared about a poor and needy. The business sucking up to the rich and the greedy.
How you guys doing? I want to give a big thank you to Ivan for making me come to this 30th anniversary you guys are celebrating, you know? And I also want to say a big thank you to the ERC College for for making me come and uh, celebrate this big day with you guys. And so, I want to begin with a question. And the question would be, who owns your mind? Who owns your mind? Is it fear, worry, anxiety, poverty, chocolate, Nike, McDonald's. Who owns your mind? Because the battles are fought in the mind and they are won in the heart. And whoever owns your mind owns you in everything you create. What owned my mind in the past was poverty, worry, fear of losing loved ones, trauma. But what dominated the most was trauma. And what is trauma? I call it a mental genocide, an invasion of demons. I call it a soul murder, something that comes and occupy space in your mind. Nothing else matters. But where did it come from? I was born in the most difficult time. My country was at war with itself, and that war reached the core of my family. All my aunties died during the war. All my uncles, except two. By the age of seven, my father gave me out and told me I'm going to go to school in Ethiopia, where we had to walk hundreds and hundreds of miles. During that time, my mom, too, was taken by that war. We made our way to Ethiopia. We're told we're going to go to school, but we end up becoming child soldiers. Imagine walking miles and people dying on the way. Being in a place where six, seven years old, burying their own dead. Somebody die, we dig our own graves, we make our own prayers. And so this at my early stage. I want to do a spoken word called Force to Sin, which is dedicated to a friend of mine called Luol. We're a group of young people between two to four hundred, and we plan an escape from not wanting to be child soldiers. But only 16 people survived that journey. And I want to share this spoken word with you guys. Would you like to join me? And so I want us to do it in a style. See, we're in the US, West Coast. You guys love poetry. Especially I heard San Diego love poetry more. Is it true? Yeah. Like that you guys are the deep guys. Like, <laughs> you're not into the material things, you're into the peace and love, and, you know? So 
If you don't, guys, I would ask you guys to stand up with me. And uh, when I say forced to sin, you can say forced to sin to make a living. Is that cool? So can we do it? Forced to sin. So put the American swag there. Yeah? Yes. Force to sin. Force to sin. Force to sin. Sometimes you gotta lose to win. Never give up. Never give in. My dreams are like torment. My every moment. Voices in my brain of friends that were slain. Friends like Luol who died by my side of salvation in the burning jungle and the desert plain. Next was I, but Jesus heard my cry as I was tempted to eat the rotten flesh of my comrade. He gave me comfort. We used to raid villages, stealing chickens, goats, and sheep. Anything we could eat. I knew it was rude. But we needed food, and therefore I was forced to sin. Forced to sin. Forced to sin. Sometimes you gotta lose to win. Never give up, never give in. Left home at the age of seven. One year later, I live with an AK-47. By my side, slept with one eye open wide, running dark. Play dead and hide. I've seen my people die like flies. But I've never seen a dead enemy, at least one that I've killed. But still, as I wonder, I wouldn't go under. Guns barking like lightning and thunder. As a child so young and tender. Words I can't forget, I still remember. As a sergeant command, raising his hand. No retreat, no surrender. Forced to sin. Force the sin. Sometimes you gotta lose to win. Never give up. Never give in. Yigish, I cut the burn of the trump. War child. Child without a mama. Still fighting in the server. Yet as I wake this near war, I'm not alone in this drama. No sit I stop. As I reach for the top. I'm fully dedicated like a patriotic cop. I'm on a fight day and night. Sometimes I'm doing wrong in order to make things right. It's like I'm living a dream. First time I'm feeling like a human being. Uh. The children of Darfur, your empty bellies and they're telling that you that I'm fighting for. Left home, don't even know the day I'll ever return. My country's war-torn. Music I used to hear was bombs and fire of guns. So many people died that I don't even cry anymore. Ask God question, what am I here for? Why are my people poor? Why and why? When the rest of the children were learning how to read and write, I was learning how to fight. It's snails, vultures, rats, snakes, and anything that I life. I was ready to eat. I know it's a shame, but who's to be blamed? That's my story. Force to sin. Force to sin. Force to sin. Sometimes you gotta lose to win. 
never give up. Amen. For child soldiers, never give up. Amen. For working hard in school, never give up. Amen. For human rights, never give up. Amen. For refugees, never give up. Well, the journey I introduced to you in a spoken word, I want to share some of the deep part of my journey, but I want to share the lowest point. Apart from being in a battlefield, seeing people die, I was raised really difficult times. First person I ever witnessed shot to me, next to me was when I was five. My aunt was raped in front of me when I was five. So my village soul roped in front of me. But what pictures of the lowest point I've ever been is what I'm going to share with you now. Each one of us will go through difficult times. But our difficult times is our training. The lowest we go, the highest we can rise. And so here, we're between two to 400 young people, and when we planned an escape, we were told the journey is going to take us three months, but it took us. We were told it would take one month, but it took us three months. In this journey, we had enough food, so we ate anything that we had on as the journey went on. And when the food was all, we applied the basic soldier skills. Now, here, when somebody died, the vultures try to eat the dead bodies. We shoot the vultures, and we eat the vultures. We were depending on snails, but snails don't show anymore. But here, something happened. Now, cannibalism started. You know, with starvation, the first day you're experiencing it, you have had it. Second day, don't fade away. Third day, it becomes sweet. So, you're starving, but the body is like you just had a massage. It's paining inside. It's a, a soothing pain. It's like death is calling you. Now, my senses changed. I sit next to my fellow human being. They smell like food to eat. Then cannibalism started, so some soldiers started eating dead bodies. I didn't want to be seen eating somebody, but I want to do it where nobody is able to see me. And a friend of mine was dying, and I told him, I'm going to eat him. So I told him, I'm going to eat you tomorrow. He looked at me and said nothing. I like sharing this part of my story because I've never experienced something like that. I wasn't used to it. But whenever time I explain it, it's a part that actually inspires me. Everywhere I go, I always compare it. This is where I came. That's the laws I've gone, and I'm now here. So it gives me hope to move on. Here, what I did is, my mother was a really religious person. So I used to do what she used to do. So I pray to my mother's God. I say, Mom God, if you're there, 
Give me something to eat. And if I survive this journey, I am going to tell this story wherever I go. And so, that evening, we put bone around a young body, another child soldier, we put it under a tree, hoping the hyenas will come at night to eat that dead body, the bomb explode. But the hyena comes, the bomb explode, and the hyenas are not hurt, they take the body. So one morning I crawl under that tree, hoping I could find pieces of a dead body I could eat that nobody's able to see me. But there was nothing. So I came down, sat next to my comrade, and I had to battle with my mind in the day and also at night. I'd made my prayers one of the night and hoping a miracle would happen. So part of my mind was telling me, eat your friend. Part of my mind tell me, if you eat, it's going to haunt you for the rest of your life. And so I had a battle with my mind. 11 a.m., when I was about to lose hope and eat my friend, a crow came on top of a tree. And that crow, a child soldier that I thought died, woke up and shot the crow. And it fell between my legs. And he collapsed. So he never lived to eat it. So I was the only one who ate that bird. I ate it from the clothes to the intestine to the feathers. Nothing of that bird was thrown away. And that bird became the bridge of preventing me from eating a human being. And I was lucky. From that time, more miracles started happening. And I ended up in a place called Worth, where I met a British aid worker called Emma McCune. So these are pictures of me. That time, this was in Ethiopia. You can see this little young man there. That was me. I was already trained as a child soldier. Then. This is my childhood friend. So I was lucky. I ended up in a place called Worth, where I met a British aid worker called Emma McCune. She rescued over 150 child soldiers. One of them became me. But she later died. I want you all to look at that picture. You'll never know a potential of any child or any human being unless that child is given an opportunity or that human being is given an opportunity. To me, I look at all these wars that are happening and racism and all of this. There's no racism. What is actually happening is opportunities being prevented and distributed to certain people. That's what all caused this mess. So I look at it, peace is when my belly is full. And peace is justice, equality, and freedom for all. Why would someone bring in justice? It's because they want to push other people away. Ideologies are created just to put people away. So that those who have a stronger muscle at that moment would benefit so this woman died, but she put me in school. And now here I am in front of you. So there's a lot of young people here. 
school is where you're going to discover your potential. So now if you're in school here, there are kids. I was promised that I'm going to go to school in Ethiopia where I ended up becoming a child soldier. And so, so this is what I'm about. So now my campaign is about peace. So I created something called We Want Peace where I campaign around the world. So I go to schools, colleges, universities to share my experiences for social and emotional learning. But the thing that is I'm doing now the most is my life is art. Which is basically, instead of me pushing, going around the world now to talk about peace, now start a new journey and say, look, if you can handle your internal battles, then the outside battles are easy. And so the journey that I've taken now is, is I'm more interested in what is inside me. I'm more interested in empowering myself, developing my mental power. I look at it, everybody has been hypnotized by the environment. And people, a lot of people are asleep, they're not woken up, or they're not strong enough to overcome the programs given to them by their parents, by their ancestors and their beliefs. And so this is what I'm gonna talk. So I wanna leave you guys with a message called Courage today. But before I do that, can everybody say my life is art? I recognize my life as a work of art that I create to spark conscious awakening. In this life I'm creating, I am joy, I am peace, I am patient, I am my purpose, I am abundance, I am spiritual blessing, I am wisdom, I am knowledge, I am understanding. I am enough, I'll share what I have with those in need of my help. I am what I am. The world will know me. The world will be blessed by me. How amazing is that? So, so how this started, my mother introduced me the secret when I was a kid. I stole sugar. You guys know? And milk powder. And so my mom came and asked everybody. Because I did it. The thing is, mothers are smart. So all of us were spies to my mom. <laughs> and so she came and asked me, Jal, did you take sugar and milk powder? I said, Mom, I swear to God, even if you ask Jesus today, I did not. <laughs> and you know, there was evidence on my, <laughs> my mouth. And so my mother got really angry. And she hauled me up, my legs were hanging. You know, in Africa, they have the rights to be children. There's no something called child abuse. They call it discipline. So she, so she took me to the wall, and how I knew that I was going to be beaten. She put me down and said, my son, I don't want to say what you are not. You're not a thief. You're not a liar. So I want you to tell me the truth. Did you steal the sugar and the milk powder? 
So now I'm scared. If I say yes, then I get beaten. I've already lied. So I'm strong to defend my life. But then after a while, I just said, let me just say the truth. I said yes, and I closed my eyes waiting for slap. And she said, thank you for being honest. But if you promise that you're not going to steal sugar and milk powder again, I'll give you a secret that will transform your life. Oh, I was so excited for the secret. You know, children love secret. Just get one of them who's playing a video game and say, I have a secret to tell you. Come, follow me in my room. They'll drop the video game. <laughs> and so, and then my mom told me the secret is simple. If anybody ever said anything bad to you, say 10 good things to yourself. And since as a kid, I kept that secret until like I was like 33. And I've, I've been doing that thing. I'll say good things to myself. It helped me. When we raid a village, we do something bad. I would also talk to the village and say, look, I am not what you saw today. I'm actually a good person. I was raised by a very good woman. And I'm going to come back and I'm going to be a part of solution. And so I would apologize that you've seen the bad side of me, but you don't know what my heart. We came to your village because we're hungry. I am not that. And so, to now is when I came to realize later, they, now they call this thing affirmation. I don't know how my mother knew about that secret then, but it transformed my life. So, for mothers here, take your kids to bed and give them a secret, simple like this. And so, this is what I wanted to share with you guys. I want to leave the message courage. And so, and I'll do it quickly. So, what is courage? Can anybody say? What do you understand? Yes. So, courage means you are living out of your life. Out of your heart. You're living out of your heart. So, let's give you guys, if you like, let's give a big hand. Come on, come on. All right. So, anybody courage? Did you put your hand up? Yes, okay, let's see. Courage. All right, let's see. That's what... What is courage? Um, courage is the ability to believe that you are greater than anything anyone tells you. One third one, we need another third one. It looked like they're only women. Okay, one courageous one. Courage is doing something that you're afraid to do. Awesome, awesome, okay. Okay, we got a fourth one. Okay. Ah, here you go. You wanna say something? All right. This is my son. Come on. Courage is being brave. Wow. Awesome. Awesome. You wanna stand up so they can see you on the on the chair. Stand up on the chair so they can see. Wow. So that is Minimi, his name is Jal, and my name is Jal too. So, so basically, and, and uh, the way I look at it, courage is the force, the strength, the power inside us that help us overcome fear. For fear will make us see obstacles, but courage will make us see opportunities. 
So, but how do we gain courage? For you to gain courage, you must have something you believe in, and you must understand that fear is the beginning of knowledge and wisdom, and failure is an infinite source of intelligence. Can I repeat again? Okay, how do we gain courage? You must have something what? Something you believe in. And you must understand that fear is the beginning of knowledge and wisdom. And failure is an infinite source of intelligence. So, for what you believe in, you stand up. Because belief makes us stand and fight. You know, belief also makes us afraid to do things. If you believe you're a doof, you're stupid, you'll be a stupid. Is that not true? If you believe you're smart, it is. You're going to be smart. You find a Christian who believes in Jesus, and then you find Muslim, they believe in Allah, and then they believe there is one God, and then there's somewhere they disagree. Oh, he's a prophet. Oh, he's son of God. He's a prophet, he's son of God. And they get hit up. They... <laughs> but it's the same. The belief is everything. So I want to show you why am I here? So I, I want us to have a volunteer, a volunteer to write for us five belief statements that we're going to recite later. Five belief statements. That's what are those five belief statements that can unite us? So, anybody want to volunteer? You have a pen and a paper. Okay, you have a pen and a paper. All right. So, I want to know what is it? What do you believe? So, anybody want to put hand? What do you believe? Okay. Okay, write that. I believe in myself. That's awesome. Give me a big hand. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, a lot of people don't believe in themselves. Yeah? Okay, go on. Wow. I believe in. Yes, awesome. Give a big hand. Everybody, if you like it, you give a big hand. We got to give energy. Okay. Oh. She said, I believe in love. Okay, anybody want to contribute? What do you believe? Because for what you believe, you'll fight for it. You know? Okay. I believe I'm important. Whoa! Wow! Awesome, awesome. Yeah. I believe in forgiveness. Oh, that's awesome, man. This is a guy. Yeah. All right. Okay. I believe that uh, children need champions. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, anybody? Okay, what do you believe? What do you believe? I believe in art. Hey. I believe in art. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I believe in justice, equality, and freedom for all. That's one of my beliefs. So, I believe that I'm here for a reason. And for that reason, I'll live for it, you know? So I want to show where my beliefs come from. You know, in the journey that I explained to you, there was a place where we ran out of food, you know? And there were places where there was no water and we were drinking our own urine. But in this place, it was the toughest part of the journey. My little toe from my left here was cut. And every time, I tried to walk, it was painful. So there was a child soldier who was with us. 
he couldn't bear the journey, he shot himself. But he left that thought in my head. I was like 50 meters away from him. Then a thought came into my head. Why don't you do like him? So I look at my future, and I look at it, we're not going to survive anyway in this journey, so I should just end my life. I look at my past, it was ugly. And I look at my present, my leg was paining. I was starving. There is no water. And so I took my gun, and I cocked it with my right leg, because my muscles were not strong, so I fired it with my toe. But the bullet failed. And so I stopped there, hanging in, bullet failed. But I did not know that I died yet, because I had that shock. But the pain began to come back slowly. Then I still realized I'm still standing. But a voice came and said, you are here for a reason. And then I took that voice and said, I believe I'm here for a reason. And for that reason, I am going to stay alive. I'm not going to end my life in this journey. And so I say that many times until I was almost possessed by the line in my head. And now, I took the first step to move on, the leg was still painting. And I took another step, it was still painting, but I made sure the focus is just in my mind, not about my foot. So slowly by slowly, as time went on, I was just saying that same line. And the pain began to disappear. My leg healed in that journey. And so I could see like, there's so many things belief can do for us. But the belief is the foundation for us to have courage as for us to do anything. And so, and I showed you earlier like there were, for us to gain courage, we might have something we believe in. And we understand that fear is the beginning of knowledge, wisdom, and failure is an infinite source of intelligence. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick two parts. I'm gonna pick for understanding, I'm going to leave that out. I'm going to leave wisdom out. But I'm going to focus on failure and knowledge. Yeah? Can we do that? So that I can save time for us to dance. <laughs> so, for knowledge, when we're afraid about something, we need to learn it. We should, we should uh, gather some intelligence. When I was in high school, in, I'll begin primary school. I fell in love with a girl, yeah? And so, but I didn't go to school to fall in love with a girl, I went to study. So this girl, her sister was in the same class with me, so I would dream about her. I passed next to her in the school, my leg would shake and I would sweat. And then I said, okay, she's a witch. <laughs> she's a witch because she has bewitched me so I can fail in class and her sister can pass. <laughs> and so I started looking for her and chasing her into the girl's room. I was going to beat her up. I fell down, so I couldn't manage to, to get her. But somebody told me later, oh, this is called adolescent. When you reach this stage, yeah, your heart will be taken away without your permission. It is fine. <laughs> and so 
because I was focused. I didn't want the girl to be the thing in my head. So I, in my sleep, I'll tell her, get out, don't stay here. No, I came here to study. I did not come to think about you. So please get out of my head, get out of my head. So I'll walk through the forest. I do weird stuff. Finally, I got out of my head. So, and I got out, to, I got her out of my head and out of my heart so that I could focus in school. So, but this same story, it happened again in high school now. Now I understood that this love thing is cool. <laughs> so I fell in love with another girl, but now I'm afraid to kiss because I knew I'm gonna take her for a date, but I did not know how to kiss. So I did not know how to kiss, so I didn't wanna go for a date. So a friend of mine in the school told me, hey, don't worry, let's watch French movies. <laughs> okay, so I never saw French movies before, so I went and looked for French tape. So I started watching French tapes, how they kiss, and it was serious. It was almost shocking for us. So, and then I would practice with a pillow. And so in the evening, I'll go to the forest. You know, in the forest, you know, they're like, uh, how do you call it? When you go to the forest, Couples in the evening, they hold their hands and kiss. And so I'll go very close <laughs> and look at how they do it. And then sometimes when they look at me, they get surprised. <laughs> and I tell them, hey, don't worry, I am doing the research. <laughs> and, so, and so they look at me, I'm doing a research. And so they look at me weird, they see I'm young and me, so they kind of like let me go. So. So I did that. So what was I doing? I was afraid of what? To kiss somebody. Is that not true? So I went and studied how to kiss. Yeah? So then I trained myself with my pillow. Yeah? Nobody knows. And also I used to practice with a tray. So, so this is the thing. I'm just showing you. These are the experience of the past. So that's how it is in life. When we're afraid of something, let's gain more knowledge. Let's study it. Let's find ways to go around it. And then we gain confidence to finally face it. So when the day actually came, I took the girl for a date. We kissed three to four hours. Yeah? All right. Three to four hours. You guys are still young. You cannot think about these things. So... Three to four hours, there was no weed, okay? There was no alcohol. All we had was a burger and soda, but we got high. It's like we're drunk, we're walking up like, like drunk. So people get drunk in love. This love thing can get you high if you do it seriously. So, so that's one story about knowledge. But what I wanna share with you guys now, which I want us to end with, and then we can start having music is, Say failure is an infinite source of intelligence. Okay. So, I want to share with you guys the famous guy, his name is Thomas A. Edison. I love science, even though science hates me. You know, because I used to fail bad in school. I'll explain it later. So, another guy called Nicholas Tesla and Thomas A. Edison, I love their stories, but I'm gonna talk about Thomas A. Edison for now. So Thomas A. Edison, 
was kicked out of school. He was given a letter, and I'm going to say my own version. I don't know exact words, because now you're in America, you could get sued, even though he's not here. <laughs> so, just to clear myself, the way I understand it. So, what happened is, he was given a letter, and he took it to his mom. The mom opened the letter and started crying. Then the son looked at the mom, Mom, why are you crying? Oh, I'm crying because you're a genius. But what the letter actually says, the letter says he's a doof. <laughs> like, he cannot learn, he's mentally retarded, no school here can take him. So that's what the letter was saying. But the mom did not tell the son exactly what the letter says. So the mom used wisdom. Son, there's no school in this area that will take you in because you are a genius. No, what is a genius? I mean, you're the smartest child here. There's no school will take you, so I'll be your teacher. Yeah, the kid was so happy jumping around that he's the most smartest kid in the world. So what happened? He paid more interest. So mom started teaching. Later on, the guy was interested in science. And then what did he do? He started loving physics, and he became one of the best marketing guys. So he was fascinated by discovering bulb. And so what did he do? He went on a big journey. So in these stories, there is belief. Are you guys tracking? His mom planted a seed of belief in him. But here, Thomas invented a bulb. Then somebody told him, you failed 10,000 ways to get the bulb. He said, no, I didn't. It's just 10,000 ways that did not work. Understand? So in his logic, so when we should never be afraid. When you fail, you're smarter than someone who didn't fail. At least you have some wisdom. Is that not true? So let me show you my failure story. When I was in high school, myself, I was given a grade called UM. And I was so excited. So this is United Nation. <laughs> so I went home. I showed the grade. The person said, do you understand what this grade is? Yes, UM. <laughs> And he said, this grade mean unclassified, ungraded. And I told him, do you mean I pass so well that I can't be graded? <laughs> he said, no. You are below faith. Faith is better. <laughs> and you know, in Africa, it's different than here. When you're so fail, you're stupid, useless. They add so many big words that like, you just go down. Get out of here. You, useless. What are you going to do? You go to school and... And so that was really bad for me. It hurt me. And so how many kids here in school fail and don't want to go back to school? So I, I told Yalion, I love sciences, but sciences hate me. So in the school, there's physics, maths, chemistry, biology, pick them. All those sciences, I got UNs. And so here I lock myself in a room and I started talking to myself. I say, I believe I'm here for a reason, and I believe I'm going to be a part of a solution. So physics, maths, chemistry, you're not going to be in my way. Even English, I got a U, N in English. Imagine going to school and you repeat a class three or four times. How would you feel? So what happened is here I have my belief that, so in the room where I was called useless failure, so the thoughts come. I say, hey, you're a failure. According to who? According to the school standard, yes. I failed because I did not know.
But when I know, I will pass. Now those kids and everybody who's laughing at me have never fired a gun. If I turn up with a gun, everybody will fly. <laughs> so, so it's always good to talk with logic. When those, anything talk to you in your head in a bad day, get logic, talk back. So I would do mental war in that dark place. When I lose, I go look for an old person, massage their feet, they tell me a nice story, I get energy, go back there and fight in my head. So finally I convince myself to go to school. And I say, I'm going to go back to school. But this time, I am going to fail. So I made my mind to fail. Because before I did, you know, I was below fail. So, so I went to school. I went to school. I got a couple of UNs, Ds, Es. So I was admit, admitted at the University of Westminster in England with a D, E, and a C. So at the University of Westminster, I still believe I'll beat physics and I'll beat maths. Yeah, I got maths 100% in a university and 98% in physics. Do you see the power of belief? So, you gotta believe, when you believe your entire body begin to walk around it, begin to change everything. And so, that is it for now. But I wanna show you the cool things that I'm doing now with my life. So I go to schools, or I do leadership workshops where I help people find their purpose, and also help them own their mind or discover what they were created for, create habits for themselves. I want to share a little story here. I was planning to build a school and put kids in school that time. And I ate one meal for 662 days. Now, see, this is a purpose-driven cause. 662 days, eating one meal a day. And now when I talk to the kids and I tell them, hey, I've been eating one meal a day so that your school can be built. And what kids say, what are you talking about? We eat one meal a day anyway. So I was embarrassed. And I told the kid, hey, look, the place I come from, people die of fatness. <laughs> and the kid looked at me, what? <laughs> so he went and called the other kids who were playing on the field. Come, 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 come. Jali saying there's a story. There's a place where people die of fatness. <laughs> so they came and they were gathered around and they said, and the kid said, do you mean in that place there is so much to eat that they grow fat and die? <laughs> and then I said yes. For like five, seven seconds, one kid put his hand up slowly by slowly and said, that is the coolest death ever. <laughs> so, I mean, fat, Growing fat in Africa is a legacy. There's even fattening competition. But because war has happened, those fattening competition never start. So for me to tell them the logic, like they had their own way of explanation. So I finally built a school. But I thought I would share that story with you. So there are a lot of good things. I came from the bottom like a lobster, now rolling on the top like a rock star. <laughs> Did a movie here with Reese Witherspoon called The Good Lie. I'm now a recording artist, doing good stuff for myself. Uh, so, I'm now an entrepreneur. I have superfood I've created, which you're going to know more about later. So, you've heard about this. 
I'm on social media. You can catch up with me. But I want us to do the five belief statements that we just wrote down. And then we can party. Yeah? Is that cool? Five belief statements that we can party. But before, before we do this, yeah? So we're going to stand up and we're going to call this lady here to come and read them for us. So she'll say, I believe. And then we say, I believe. Okay? So you guys hear what I'm saying? Yeah, so let's stand up. And then after that, when she's done, we're going to have music. I'm going to pick some volunteers to come on stage. I'm going to call. Yes, come on stage. Okay. Atoma, can you bring with... Come with... Come in the mirror. Bring. Okay. You can come, come on stage. Come on stage. All right. Yes, my brother. And so we're going to pick Ivan. I heard he's a great dancer, by the way. Yeah. Ivan, come on stage. Yeah. All right. You guys, come on stage, guys. There's an insurance, don't worry. All right, we need some more volunteers. You want to join us? Or you're taking photos? Okay, yeah. All right. Atongo, come join us. All right, cool. All right, who else? Yeah, awesome, awesome, awesome. So those two guys, you guys are very cool. Three of you. You? Yeah. Both of you. Yes, three of you. One, two, three. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, yeah. I heard you're, a, you're the best wall of dancer in the world. All right, come on. Join. Join. All right, so. Um, yes. Okay, you, two of you, three, two of you, you guys are awesome. Join us. Yes. Yeah, three of you. Yes, beginning with you coming like that way, yes. Yeah. And Olivia, Olivia. Olivia, come and say, okay, can young man come? Yeah, come. All right, everybody else can stay here. So here. Okay, everybody grab your babies. I mean your phones. Because, you know, a long time ago, People love babies, then dogs took over, and now phones have become the new babies. Every second somebody's looking for their phone. You have you not heard these stories? Mothers forget their kids in the shopping center looking at the phone. And the kid get lost. So, do this. As you leave out tonight, this celebration should not remain here. Yeah? How many promise that will go and share something that touched them today. How many will do that? So you can share that on social media. That's activism number one. Number two, I would ask you to take 30 days to do something good, either to environment or to a human being, without expecting anything in return. A challenge for 30 days. Who's going to do that? To lead the act of kindness. So you wake up every day and say, I'm going to do something kind. It could be in a restaurant, you just leave 20 bucks and say, give it to whoever want to eat later. Or it could be you walking on the street and buying somebody a meal. Or for young boys and girls, it could be you going home tonight and cleaning the kitchen. <laughs> or you could go and say, 
Mom, how was your day? And surprise them on a Saturday with a massage. Tell mom, I booked you a massage. How did that happen? Myself will massage you. How amazing that, how would your mom feel? And she say, oh, why? Why are you doing this? Because I love you. What is God to say? Just think that you want something. Yeah? But she tell her mom, because I just want to do it. She may even think you're on that. Tomorrow you surprise her with something else. And they say, hey, my son has been uh, possessed by love. <laughs> Doing good things. So, let's do the belief thing. All right. Say, I believe. I believe. I believe. In myself. In myself. I believe. I believe. In love. In love. I believe. I believe. I am important. I believe, I believe in, forgiveness. in forgiveness. I believe, I believe children, need champions. children need champions. We have more. I, say more. <laughs> I believe, I believe in, art. in art. I believe, I believe in justice, equality, and justice for all, and freedom for all. Sorry. <laughs> I believe, I believe that I am here for a reason. Awesome. All right, put your hands like this. Everybody, let's fly. Awesome. So now from here, we're going to party. Everybody stay up. Don't sit down. Okay? So, so are you guys ready? You want to party? All right, so let me see. Let's see. When I say I throw my hands in the air, you put your hand like this. I throw my hands in the air. I salute if you care. So I throw my hands in the air. I salute if you care. And then we say I 16 times. Yeah? 16 times. 16. So let's go. I 16 times. I, 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 I. All right, you guys ready to have fun? Oh, let's drop it. This is my power. I speak to the power. A line from design. My words cutting iron. My life I run, I'm freezing guns. You block my way, you burn. Tree wash and wash it, yoga cup. I come from South Sudan. You grab my mind, you take my mind, I tell you I will stand. Freedom fighter, I'm a pyre, pen and paper, my desire. Tell the truth, confuse the lie, I take my rights even higher. I throw my hands in the air, I salute. I throw my hands in the air, I salute. Here we go. Everybody to the side. Move to the side this way. 
you dance, okay? So stand straight this way. All right. That's what you gotta do. That way. Down, up, down, side, ha, ha, side, ha, ha, side, ha, ha, side, ha. We're gonna do it again, okay? Let's do it one more time, okay? You ready? All right, make your pose. Here we go.
been listening to a podcast by University of California Television. For more information about this program or UCTV, visit us online at uctv.tv.